Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Hello and welcome to episode Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all Potter podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wish and Flick. Everyone? Hello. Wish and Flick. No, okay, I'm sorry. It's not my name. This episode is sponsored by Sarah Kulasa. Yes. Thank you. All right, today we will be discussing chapter 14 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. What's Azkaban? Snape's Grudge. Owls. I'm sorry, Owls Caban. It's my bad. It's my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to dive into the details. Before we start, let's go to Megan for some news. You're not going to read what I wrote? For the Weekly Profit, baby. 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 My daughter is crying. Speaking of babies, I can hear one crying. Ooh, she's going to have to join us today. I bet. It's, she's more than welcome. Okay. She's so cute. She can have the purple filter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got a lovely notification on Pottermore that the studio tour in London was having an exclusive costume evening in October. Are you going to be there for yeah. it? Yeah. Oh. We're just missing it. Literally, it's the weekend that we're in Scotland, and then the next weekend they're not doing it. But I found out that the Great Hall is going to be decorated for Halloween when we're there. Shut the yeah. front door. It's going to be like the jack-o'-lanterns instead of the candles. Yeah. I'm and thousands it. of live bats. Like, just kidding. Don't really good pictures. Like oh, oh, oh. Okay. I Do want you have a passport? Yes. Yes, just go. We went to Mexico Let's just go. Let's just go. (laughs) Yeah. I can't just go anywhere anymore. (laughs) Bring her with you. She doesn't cost anything on the plane. That's true. She needs a passport, though. true. All right. So I want you to take a really good picture. Be artsy-fartsy with it, you know? They're artsy-fartsy And I'm going to put it in a really cool frame, and then I can hang it every, like, Halloween season. Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. I will. So um, I'm actually kind of bummed that we're going to miss it by a weekend, the ho- the costume parties. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Like, I can't complain. 
I, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe I would have brought like my Hogwarts student outfit just because that's easy. No, I'm just Lame. kidding. <laughs> um, but um, so, but for anybody who is there and wants to go, they're going to have two special nights. Uh, October 6th and 7th. It's a good way to celebrate our anniversary. That's true. <laughs> our wedding anniversary, yes. Um, so it's at 6.45, and you can come dressed as your favorite Harry Potter character, and they're going to have unique photo opportunities and giveaways, uh, especially to celebrate the costumes of the dark arts. Mm. So the, um, the nights are part of the dark arts special feature, which will run from Friday the 28th of September to Saturday the 10th of November. So wow. we will get to see like the special dark arts feature That's awesome. when we're over there. So they're going to have like more Death Eater outfits. Um, I'm trying to remember because I saw some pictures from last year, but like I think that they have some photo opportunities like in the dark forest, the forbidden forest. It's perfect for Meg because like she just adopted this like new love for these just baddies. Bellatrix. And, yeah. And then uh, like the, the Great Hall will have the pumpkins hanging and they'll have the special like Halloween feast on the tables. Yes. And then I think also That's part all like the candy, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. And I think that part of the uh, costume night, they're going to have like small eats kind of in the Great Hall. So you get some snacks oh. and stuff. That's oh. awesome. Made by a house And house? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. And Pretty I think else. that it is a separate. I think it's a um, separate ticket. Yeah. Oh, and also during the Dark Arts special feature. So this is cool because we'll still get to see this. They have special duels and stuff going on with Death Eaters like on the Hogwarts Bridge, like on the Hogwarts Bridge and probably in the forest and stuff. I don't know for sure, but um, take them down. Yeah, <laughs> that is a really it cool. says there will be daring duels and Halloween feasts for visitors. So I don't know. Oh, and also the decorations are created by head prop maker still from the Harry Potter films, Pierre Bohana. And the pumpkins are modeled on those in Hagrid's pumpkin patch in Prisoner of Azkaban. Ooh. They're going to be gigantic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they feature red apples. The, the Great Hall tables will feature red apples, pumpkins, and cauldrons of lollipops. Hmm. You'll get to learn about wand combat with Paul Harris. He's amazing. We talked about him on the Celebration of Harry Potter episode. He He's comes every, every year. year. And he like teaches you wand choreography. Um, and you'll be invited to take part in a live duel with Death Eaters. That's cool. So please do not forget your wand. Oh, also, this is cool. So they have different rooms where you can see, like, special effects and everything. And they're going to have, like, what they used for troll snot. So you can, like, see what it looks like. Uh, and I think you can touch it if you want to, which is kind of gross. And then they'll also have um, Fang's drool that they Ugh. used. Are you yeah. going to touch these things? I don't know. Maybe. Why wouldn't Katie's you? Katie's like, wait, no. Are those going to be there yeah. when we're there? Yeah. I'm touching like it. all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah. and then I'm shocked that you would. you got to touch it. They'll have the silvery unicorn blood. That definitely. Because that's so cool. Like, whenever Hagrid touches it in the film, it, like, literally, like, sticks cool. to his finger. Yeah. You know? like, it was really cool. Just kind of just thinks of all the germs that are swallowing. Well, you yeah, hand sanitizer. Yeah. Right. And then and you then can then just chop your hand off and burn it. <laughs> Diagonally will be a like little bit tail. darker you when you walk well, down you it. Boiled it. Turned it with the potion? Yep, yep. I'll take oh, it. it says here tickets must be pre booked, but all extra activities, including the costume evenings, are included in the ticket price. So well, it's, look it's at that. Uh, just the cost of admission to the studio tour. Cool beans. That's so how that's you fun. do it. So, yeah, that's our weekly profit. So, up next, Tiffany, I know you're preoccupied. However, <laughs> if you're able. Right now. There you go. That's, that's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for the recap. Thank you, ma'am. 
Hold on. Think of the day when Alana can like say real words <laughs> and oh, we can yeah. make her do it. <laughs> what do you think, Alana? One day. She is busy eating. Mm-hmm. She is. So she's very noisy. She's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> she's fine. So last time we believe scabbers to have been gobbled up by Crookshanks, but no one's actually sad. <laughs> Not except I. maybe Ron, but he won't be later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Harry performs superbly in the Quidditch match against Ravenclaw, not only winning but defeating a Fementer, <laughs> <laughs> aka Malfoy got stagged. And Gryffindor party is really hard into the night, but Sirius Black comes to crash it. Too bad he got the wrong bed, right? So reading this, I'm like, what is sup- superb? And then I'm like, bly? Supply? Like, what is that? Did not, not word struggles for me. Superb bly? Superb bly? <laughs> All right. So the school is on high alert after the serious incident the night before. <laughs> Ron almost felt like a celebrity. Everyone was paying more attention to him than Harry. All because he saw a serious murderer. <laughs> He loved to recount the story for all his little fans. Rary met with Hagrid over Buckbeak's case, and Hagrid has some words for them about their treatment of Hermione and how she's doing. There's another Hogsmeade weekend, but Hermione threatens to be a snitch and not a golden one. Oh, Oh, that was not a good way to start the day. (laughs) Failing already. So Harry sneaks to Hogsmeade, and he tries to remain invisible, but he slips and ends up in um, Snape's office with a spare bit of parchment. Hmm. So Snape tries to get information out of Harry and the parchment, but no dice, bro. Uh, Lupin comes to the rescue and gets Harry out of trouble, but he gets upsetting news from Hermione in the end. I just want to say this is my f- one of my favorite chapters ever. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, so all of the Gryffindors um, pretty much found it difficult to sleep that night after Sirius had been sighted. You think? Honestly. (laughs) I would have, like, bunked with, like, friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have, like, either, like, pushed them all together or something. Mm -hmm. Because, I don't know, that's just too much for me. And there's even more security put in the castle than ever. And I asked the question, where was this for the basilisk? Right? Honestly. <laughs> so honestly, so you guys more said honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so like there's more security for Sirius than a deadly snake. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're I'm both saying, murderers. Like, yeah. They're, they <laughs> yeah. Think but that one Sirius... can kill you with its eyes. Like, right. come on. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can try and run from Sirius. I think Sirius can give you a killing look. Just saying. Do you think? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is something that I've never caught before on Reread. Flitwick taught the front doors to recognize pictures of black. How cool. The doors are magical like that. Everything is magical. Do you think the whole castle is like a sentient being? Yes. Like alive? I would think, yeah. Yeah. Because if you think uh, like the, the battle. Yes. Yeah. I just thought of that. Like McGonagall like talks to the castle. Like is that keep spell, us safe? Mm-hmm. Is that spell in the movie in the book? I don't remember. I haven't read the book in a long time. I don't remember either. I feel I, like I feel like she, she does it up in the movie, but I feel like it's part of the book. I don't know. I hope I'm right. <laughs> That's why we're doing this. <laughs> Who's Harry Potter? Movie we saturation don't know. is like crazy. Mm-hmm. So while you're looking that up, I'm gonna keep going. Um, Filch had been bustling around, boarding up cracks in the walls. Like, listen, (laughs) I know he needs stuff to do. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. But come on. Come on. 
Sometimes I think filch just filches, you know, and <laughs> filch filches. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You're gonna filch. <laughs> I feel like that's what I do when I clean my f- house. I feel like I am him because <laughs> I notice little things like boredom cracks in the walls. I don't know. Sir Cadogan was fired and sent back to the seventh. Long pause. <laughs> <for> <laughs> And the fat lady had been restored. She was given extra protection in the form of security trolls. I said, what are these tamed and trained trolls? First, there's a bug. Go ahead. I was just going to jump back to McGonagall really quick. Mm -hmm. And I don't know for sure if the incantation is in the book, but the idea of it is in the book. Okay, what did she say? Because it says, and all along the corridor, the statues in suits of armor jumped down from their plinths and from the echoing crashes from the floors above and below. Harry knew that their fellows throughout the castle had done the same. Cheering and yelling, the horde of moving statues stampeded past Harry. Some of them smaller, others larger than life. There were no, there were animals too, and the clanking suits of armor brandished swords and spiked balls on chains. I can't even handle seven. So I, I don't know. know if necessarily like McGonagall made that happen, or if like the castle just came to life. I think I, I don't. I need to like read that in context more. You know, it's Beauty and the Beast, guys. Yeah, <laughs> right. But like on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I like to think that it's its own thing. Yeah, I mean, if the doors can recognize pictures, right? Come on. I think the castle would be like, we know what's up. We need to protect yeah. everyone. That who's maybe inside. there's a certain spell. I mean, I don't think it would be anything against Voldemort. Um, but there maybe there's like a certain spell against like any like Joe Schmo wizard. You know what I mean? Right. In, right. Within the walls. Um, especially if it's like like how many security measures are put like outside of the castle? Oh yeah. And on the castle. You know what I mean? Maybe it's it has crazy. Its um, so let's go back to these trolls. Yeah, are they tamed? Because when troll in the dungeon, you know, so they're bringing somebody has collected trolls to train them. My question is, are they like Miley Cyrus and they <laughs> can't you were be tamed? <laughs> oh my! God. I knew you were gonna say that. I was like, where are you going with this? Do you think there's like different? Obviously, there's probably different types of trolls, but do you think there's like an intelligence difference between different trolls? The mountain troll was the one that got into the castle. And they're supposed to be pretty dumb. Right. So, like, is this a different breed of troll? Is this a city troll? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there has to be different kinds. Does he come from a house of learned trolls? Uh, who knows? What is life? I Dear don't know. Joe. Listeners, let us know. Joe, let us know if you're paying attention. We know you listen every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> the one-eyed witch on the third. Very good, Bill. That was a good one. Flora. Um, oh, and I'm wearing a Ding shirt today, by the way. I just got it. Super soft. Oh, yeah. If you would like your own Harry Potter merchandise, please go to swishflickcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> Remained unguarded and unblocked. So they were the only ones that knew about that passage then, except there were the Marauders, maybe Dumbledore. Yeah. My guess maybe. is yes. I feel like Dumbledore knows everything about the castle. So so why wouldn't he have something at least patrolling the hall? If he knows that that's an entrance to the castle. Yeah. Because he's Dumbledore. <laughs> Maybe he didn't know. Do you it was think there. he secretly is like, yeah, no, serious is innocent. This is fine. Go ahead and kill Scabbers. 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm just gonna let this play out. But honestly, out. like that's that that's a real question. That. Do you really think that he? Because he does say he doesn't pretend to know everything about the castle, right? Right. Right. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't know about that one. And I'm, I'm sure that if he knew, there would have been. And everybody something. knows. Like I love my Dumbly. Mm-hmm. But he d- he's but not per- Snape perfect in know this sense. In this you know chapter, I mean? and if. If Dumbledore knows, then the teachers would know, I would think. Right. Or at least Snape, who is, like, really close to Dumbledore, you know? Mm-hmm. And Snape has no idea that this is a passage. And he probably, he knows about the Whomping Willow one, but the Willow's there, right? So right. he right. can't do anything. Um, does he even think about the Shrieking Shack in the way? Or does well, he just think, think like, if you're... into the shack, really. From the other way? Because... Um, because in this chapter, is it not from this chapter or the next chapter? But like they say that people have tried to get into the shack from the outside, and like even Fred and George have Fred tried. and George have tried, and like you just can't get in. It's like it it has to be magically protected somehow, is my guess. Maybe he's the one that put the protection over it. Oh, I'm sure Dumbledore. You know I mean? Yeah, I would think so, just because like he knows that that's where Remus would go, and he was he was the one that took Remus. It was his in, idea, yeah. and so he probably put it there. Very yeah. good. Okay. Yes. But so that so I'm thinking safe. he probably doesn't know it. Yeah, yeah you know I what? You're right. He knows. Yeah, which is kind of bananas to think about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I don't even think Dumbledore really knows a lot about the room of requirement because he was like, one time I had to go to the bathroom and there was a bathroom there when I needed it. Next yeah, time it wasn't like, there oh, anymore. It's magical. Like the castle's magical, and he just kind of attributes it to that. He just yeah. kind of writes stuff off, like, well, it's Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But really, like, it's just Hogwarts. <laughs> All right, so Ron's a celebrity now, and he's enjoying it a lot because he craves this kind of attention. Um, And I said, even though his parents love him, there are a lot of children, and Ron is the kind of guy who I think needs to be doted on. Like, that's just him. He needs a little extra attention. Yeah, he needs to, like, feel lifted up. While the other (laughs) children seem to manage pretty well without so much attention. Alana needs attention. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'm going to give her that attention. Yeah. Ron has been retelling the story of Sirius coming into his bed chamber, (laughs) if you will, um, to anybody who would listen pretty much. And, but the burning question that he even had was, why did he run? I don't know. Because he wasn't looking for Ron. Who was he looking for? I don't know. Your mother. Oh, I'm telling. I'm just kidding. I'm telling. <laughs> I bet you he's looking for PETA. PETA. Every time you say it like that, I think of PETA from Hunger Games. Oh, I think of Family Guy. Family yeah. That's how oh. Lois says it. Lois says it, yeah. I always think PETA. of PETA. PETA. All right. So Neville was pretty much beside himself with guilt. Um, his punishment was no more Hogsmeade detention. And no more passwords. So he was <laughs> poor guy. forced to wait outside the tower when he wanted in. If it makes him feel any better, I probably wouldn't get any of the riddles going into Ravenclaw. So I, too, would be waiting outside for someone else to let I me do. in. Oh, I feel bad. I know. Nah. So, I mean, I do, but I don't. Well, I also don't like Sir I mean, he was just trying to, like, make sure that. He was prepared because Kadogan's a jerk. Well, like, someone should have been like, tell Kadogan not I to know. make so many freaking passwords. So, like, in reality, this is kind of Sir Kadogan's fault, not really Neville's. Um, And we could really put the blame on the real adults in the situation that aren't paintings. Well, I was thinking, do you think McGonagall was even paying attention with, to what Kadogan was doing? Or did she just, like, 
and be see like, them oh, that kind it's of like the fat lady. You don't really not. need to like trust what she like. You don't not trust. You don't need to worry about worry her. about what she's doing because you trust her. Right. But I, does she but trust Sir him? Kadagan, so why would they even pick him out? Honestly, of like this the only kind one. of falls you're on right, McGonagall. Right, a little, a I little think. Bit. Well, it's her tower. In yeah. her defense, I will say, did anyone come to her and be like, you know what? He's literally changing the password right. however many times a day. Probably not. So, yeah. like, maybe if they you see did something, and she was just like, you're something. being ridiculous. I don't know. Like, who knows? She could, it could really be either way. She could have known about it and just thought that it wasn't true and they were just complaining. Yeah. Or nobody said anything. Right. You're Joe. True. What happened? So, to top off all of these... He also receives a howler. <laughs> a howler. A scarlet letter dropped in front of him, and he booked it out of the great hall, and it exploded in the entrance hall. And it says, "Shame on the whole family that he brought shame." I on think the that whole that family. is that's crazy. Quite over dramatic. Right? His grandma is. Uh, I'm not shame a fan. On the whole family. I'm not a fan of her. She's the shame. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. Without Neville, the yeah. Wizarding World would not have been saved. Boom. True. Drop that ball, you old lady. I think that she's just so caught up in like what her idea is of what Neville should be or how he should act is, you know, she needs to step back and realize that Neville's not his father or, you know, not his mother. He is. Neville, and he's gonna be how he is, and you just need to figure out embrace him, yeah, help I, him, yeah, encourage him. Telling him in a howler that he's brought shame on the whole family is not gonna help him in any way, shape, or form. This reminds me of Mulan. Yeah, <laughs> this shame on you. you. This is on your family. This is on your cow. <laughs> <laughs> they started. Uh, they started filming Mulan. Yeah, they did. Live cool. action Mulan. I believe Tiffany is pulling up something from the chapter. Sorry, y'all. I also had the wrong chapter pulled up. They <laughs> <laughs> don't know that though. I could have read. I could have read. I'd read Zlata. So, um, after all of this howler fiasco, they get a letter from Hagrid. It says, "Dear Harry and Ron, how about having tea with me this afternoon, round six? I'll come and collect you from the castle. Wait for me in the entrance hall. You're not allowed out on your own. And that is an all caps Hagrid. Cheers, Hagrid. Shouty capitals. Hagrid. Shouty, yes. I like that he's like, you know, embracing that he's a teacher and he has to make sure that all the kids follow the rules. And Well, also well, he knows them. And <laughs> I think he's legitimately you know? worried for yeah. Harry's safety. Yeah. Because we know now he's probably like super extra mad at Sirius. And so he loves his boy Harry. Harry. Did you say he's? extra <laughs> he is extra i would say so he's extra. seriously worried about harry seriously so at 6 p.m they headed down to meet um hagrid hagrid and beaky was enjoying his ferrets i love that they call him beaky yes oh, it's just so cute and um hagrid had laid out his finest brown suit with his yellow and orange necktie for the case <laughs> oh those colors it's the most disgusting assortment. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like kind of browns colors with yep. a little yellow thrown yeah. in there. It yes. just reminds me of very seventies. Yeah. Reminds yes. me of the Flintstones. That's yeah. what I picture in my head. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, so he tells them that he's booked two beds on the night. Ooh, I didn't even ask you that. You're welcome. Very good. On the night bus to get there, and I'm just thinking of what kind of crew 
Can you imagine these Hagrid and Buckbeak rolling onto the night bus? What would Stan Shun Pike say? <laughs> right. Go ahead. What you got a hippogriff for? <laughs> Do you think that like they're actually gonna fit on those beds? No. I mean, Do you no. think they random thought expand magically? Oh. Do you think that Hagrid had to have a special bed for himself when he was at Hogwarts because he's so large? Probably. Probably that would... and like reinforced. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe just get a mattress on the ground. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, poor Hagrid. Dear didn't get a Hagrid. I mean, he was only there for three years, and then you know. Oh, bye. Sad. He got expelled. Aww, that is not a nice bell. <laughs> it was a sad bell. It was a sad bell. <laughs> um, Harry was feeling guilty because he had not helped Hagrid prepare for the trial, and I said that's a fail. Way to go, Harry. Yeah. What a not a nice thing to and do, Harry. It was because the firebolt had pretty much driven it out of their minds. Most 13-year-old kids. Way right? to be. Way to be. All right. So Hagrid offers them something called bath buns. Yeah, what are these? And I didn't know, so I went to the old Google. It's, it's a bun you eat in the bath. You can eat any bun in a bath, unless it's a hair bun. Don't eat hair. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> bath drains eat those. Ew. So bath buns are smaller and sweeter than something called Sally Lun buns. So they have a lump of sugar baked into the bottom. Oh. Fresh sugar sprinkled over the top. Oh. And often, you're not going to like this, currants or raisins swirled throughout. Oh, I'm I down. Think, I don't think oh, I've I ever like had raisins. a currant. I'm not a raisin fan. I would try yeah, I'm it, not though. Are I'm currants like a date or something, or are they different? I, I was thinking Katie's it was like a... I never had a date because their wife is mean. <laughs> <laughs> God, that true. is throwback to, like, episode, <laughs> like, five. <laughs> Yeah, currants I think are just um, another name for raisins. Oh, I would love these. Somebody make Why me a bath bun. They're just different down. types of. Um, it depends because on what grape they're from. Because Meg, some. even if it was a delicious dessert, as a bath bun sounds, Hagrid isn't the best cook slash baker. Well, this is why they don't partake. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They probably and missed out. They were probably wonderful. Probably. Well, they may have broken their teeth. We don't know. We will never know. Hmm. These are one of these things that you just can't go back. Great unanswerable questions. Yes. Um, and so it's from England's historic city of Bath. Oh, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. understood. Known for its architecture and Roman baths. And I want to make these. the one-time resident of Jane Austen. She's dead. Thank oh. you. Actually, so I was just looking <laughs> up. <laughs> I <laughs> like, actually, she's not. And I'd be like, no, but really, yeah, she is. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I was going to be like, Meg. I looked up no. bath bun recipes, and the very first one is Jane Austen's favorite bath buns recipe. You're welcome, internet. Huh. Mm-hmm. Maybe Puff's Pastries could make us I some. I was going to say, Ooh. can I have some? Because I want them. What, not raisins. There might just only be one Puff, but we'll take so it. So you just I'll want make some it with raisins, raisins and some just with. Just plain. Oh, Who I tried mean, craisins? Do you like a good craisin? I love craisins. craisins. That might be good. Yummy. Let's do it. Okay. Katie? All right. You I'll put my it? apron on. All right. Get that apron. We need... You need an apron with the Badger Switch. H. I have... I, well, I have a oh, Hufflepuff good idea. apron, but I don't have that. That'd be cool. You need it. I need I'll work it. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome that I gave you more work to do. <laughs> All right. So um, while they're down there, Hagrid scolds them about how they have been treating Hermione. And I said... Hagrid is pretty much right. And mm-hmm. y'all can mm-hmm. talk amongst yourselves because I got only one hand working here and I have to look it up in my book. Go Hagrid for being like, you know what? 
I need to talk to these boys. Again, here's Haggard being the underrated father figure. Yes. Even to Ron. And I think that really Ron needs this more than Harry, but shame on Harry for not trying to even be a middleman here. You right. know? He like doesn't care. But no. again, we are talking about 13 year old right, boys. Right, right, right. Yeah. So like they're they are so wrapped up in, in themselves the and the fireball and all this stuff to see like yes, like Hermione's cat may or may not have killed his rat. Whatevs. Not whatevs, but kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like, she genuinely feels bad about it. And if they took the time to sit back and actually, like, just look at her for a second, they're going to see that she looks like crap because they don't realize that she's running herself ragged by going to all these classes and doing all these things. And, and then she's doing feeling, what they promised, helping yes. Hagrid. Yes. So she's trying to help Hagrid. So she's got all of the schoolwork. She's trying to help Hagrid. She feels so guilty that her cat probably killed this rat and that her friends aren't talking to her. Like, all of that wrapped up into a... 14 year old girl is going to like make her miserable. So yeah. she looks not well. And yeah. I think also, um, like, why are you putting all that blame on her? It's not like she went and killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She didn't go and quote, kill the rat. Well, her cat did. And she, you can't trust me. You can't control what cats do. They're going to do what they're yeah. going to do. Well, that cats brings gonna me cat. to Hagrid. Yes. Yeah. Cats are going to cat. Cats are going to cat. Just yeah, like dogs are going to dog. I was looking at him. He's sleeping. All right. So Hagrid says, because her cat acted like all cats do, Hagrid continued doggedly, she cried a fair few times, you know, going through a rough time at the moment, bit knocked more than she can chew, if you ask me, and she's trying, with all the work she's trying to do, still found time to help me with Buckbeak's case, mind. I cannot read today. I am Sarah. (laughs) She's found some really good stuff for me. Also, Hagrid's difficult to read. Yes. Yeah, when he, when it's out loud. In my yeah. head, I read him very well. Um, reckon he'll stand a good chance now. Haggard, we should have helped as well. Sorry. Harry began awkwardly. I'm not blaming you, said Haggard, waving Harry's apology aside. God knows I, you've had enough to be getting on with. I've seen you practicing Quidditch every hour of the day and of the night. But I got to tell you, I thought you'd two value your friend more in broomsticks or rats. That's Ooh. Where is the tea to sip on that? Sick burn, Hagrid. Sick burn. Yeah. <laughs> get um, them to Pomfrey so to get some cell for that burn. <laughs> what? <laughs> but Ron, you're ridiculous, and I love it. Ron pretty much is just still being dumb about this. Like, yeah. even with an ex- that explanation, like, cats are cats, guy. He is a stubborn, stubborn, stubborn man. He comes around big time. He's stubborn in here, and then he's very stubborn in Goblet. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then I after that, Ron's friends, cool. Yeah. I started friends, stubborn and stubborn. What are you talking about? I mean, oh, he's, that's he's, true. He's a stubborn guy. Like, yeah. that's, you I can think part sort of, of attribute some of that to the Horcrux, but yeah, I know. That runs deep, man. But like, I know. So I started reading Goblet already, and I was like, oh, I'm like reading... And I think knowing what I know now, I'm like reading more into Ron. Like just like he would say like one thing. I'm like, ooh, we just should you do wait, Ron's sir. character profile during Goblet. I yes. think, yeah, yes, yeah. very just, much so. Just yeah. you wait, you're gonna get really mad at Harry soon. Ugh. He's got like money and you know fame. <laughs> um, they and then he's gonna do your oh. sister. So, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> that got really real on the for real for real. Um, a new Hogsmeade weekend. Um, is brought up. Can I ask a question about this? Why no. do they call it a Hogsmeade weekend when they only it's go on day. one day? Honest to God. I, I think about this every that. time. Weekend day. 
Because you're like looking forward to the weekend as a whole and you're like, oh, I'm going to Hogsmeade this weekend. You know, like but it's Saturday not a Hogsmeade weekend. Like I yeah. would think like spending the whole weekend there, not just they Saturday. should do that. Yeah. Sleep over at the three broomsticks. That'd be fun. <laughs> just get so wasted. Just sleep in the booth you're sitting in. The stragglers have to spend the night Can at the Hogshead. Yeah. When it gets um, Warmer. Cooler, out. cooler. Can I not yeah. drink butterbeer? Well, I don't want it as sweet. It's. I think it's going to. No, it's sweet. Have you gotten that drink at Starbucks I told you about? No. Is it the salted caramel cold yes. brew? Oh, my God. Ooh, oh it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah okay. it tastes like butterbeer. You don't beer. like cold brew on this podcast. Yes, you do. Sarah loves it. I'm drinking hot coffee today. All right. All right. Is it my turn? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's not. The one-eyed witch. I told you. I don't lie. The one-eyed witch is um, still open, and Hermione said, because she overheard them, that she would go to McGee. B- hold on. Before you start reading, I have another question, <laughs> and I don't know if we've talked about this before. What? But we might have. Okay. Is the one-eyed witch have like one eye missing? Did I ask this on another? No, Friday? I think she's a cyclops. That's I what I asked. She I said, "Is she like Leela from Futurama?" Yeah. Well, the way that she is in the movie, she's missing an eye. I'll have but to look I at my art of Harry Potter book to see. Wait, isn't there? Is there a chapter art with her? You have the real Mm-mm. book. No, there's not. Mm-mm. Why did I think there was? I don't know. I just and I feel I feel like we did have this conversation because I it remember saying familiar to me. I want her Leela. to be a cyclops, and if she's not, I'll all cry. Right, all right, that's fine. Don't be like in like the Leela movie. She's Futurama. not, but that doesn't mean that that's not right. What she was right. thinking. All right, I'm gonna. Long. I'm gonna read this thing here. Yeah, go for it. Um, God, rhyme's such a snot. He says, "Sorry, here, here. I'll start here." Harry, if you go into Hogsmeade again, I'll tell Professor McGonagall about the map, said Hermione. Can you hear someone talking, Harry? Growled Ron, not looking at Hermione. Okay, you're a snap. Ron, how can you let him go with you after what Sirius Black nearly did to you? I mean, I mean it, I'll tell. So now you're trying to get Harry expelled, said Ron furiously. Haven't you done enough damage this year? Hermione opened her mouth to respond, but with a soft hiss, Crookshanks leapt into her lap. Hermione took one frightened look at the expression on Ron's face, gathered up Crookshanks, and hurried away to the girls' dormitory. I feel so First bad. of all, did you forget everything that happened year two? She was petrified, and you're being an a-hole. He's just such a mean person like, on a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. I love Ron. Yes. Everybody so has their faults. Yes. This is a major fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Um, we can take every character from the series and... Give them a major fault, you know. So, yeah. well, yeah, because I love them I all. Mean, a real person has right. a fault. Right. Everybody right. has faults. Mm-hmm. So, all you Ron people out there, don't, don't hate don't us. Don't you get mad at this? I love y'all. Ron. Can't be mad. I genuinely like out Ron's of the three of, of them. Characters. He's my favorite out of the trio. I genuinely love him, but at the same time, like we've said, there nobody is perfect. That's mm-hmm. not a thing that doesn't exist in real time I life mean, or fake like time life. I'm pretty nice, but I can be an a hole. I can be too. There you we, go. We all know I'm not the nice one on the podcast. So I'm just going to say that and leave that there. But, oh you know, God. he needs to grow up. But again, we're also talking They're about. They're very young. Yes. Yeah. He does eventually like, think about grow yourself up. yourself at 13. Right. You know, like, oh, okay, I was what was that? 13 jerk. was eighth grade? No, I don't think I was a major jerk. But, you know, you get snotty. Mm-hmm. Well, eighth grade, I was like a dork. All them. <laughs> Everybody hated me. Rolling around. Yep. Not everybody hated me, but, like, I definitely wasn't cool. 
Are you cool now? No, I'm not cool. and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but like then I cared, right? Because I was 13. Now I no, don't I care. Didn't. Yeah, isn't it great? Don't you wish you knew then? Oh, you know God. now. You're oh like, yeah. Just I'm just yourself. saying, guys. Oh yeah. Go listen to Taylor Swift song 15. Yes, that's a very good song. It is. If one of those nobody cares, I know. I will die. <laughs> nobody cares if you date the guy on the football team. Mm-mm. Nobody. Because if I mean. Where are they now? Are how many of those people that had played right. football in high school are playing at real time now? And also, if you're in high school right now, kudos to you. This is a rough time, yep. and you have social media. Woof! Oh gosh, that's yep. even worse. I did than not. I, I did not have Facebook then. And no. Oh, yeah. oh. I mean, we could. That's a whole other topic. We could be talking about high school and people my being mean space. nowadays. I mean, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I had a Zanga page, man. Yes. Oh gosh, who was in my top eight? <laughs> All right, let's oh, get gosh. to the green. So Harry decides. That um, he's gonna go to Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> you were amazing. But this time he's gonna go under his cloak. Good idea, Harry. He's gonna sneak. <laughs> so invisibly. <laughs> so everybody is off to Hogsmeade, but as we know, Harry is not allowed to go, and neither is Neville. So Harry is hurrying to the witch. Uh, but then he sees Neville's dot on the map coming near him. So he's trying to hurry up. He says descendium, drops his bag down into the statue. Uh, and just as he's about to try and quickly slide in there, Neville appears. Um, and he wants to play Exploding Snap with Harry. He's, like, trying so hard. He's like, oh, I forgot that you, like, you don't go either. Like, let's hang out. And I was, I never knew what Exploding Snap was. So I looked it up. And it kind of reminds me of Egyptian Rat Screw. Oh. Yeah. It's a game people don't like to play with me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played that it in can years. It's really intense, you oh, know? Yeah. But, like, how you do it. So it's basically like wizard cards, and you turn them over, and if there's matches, you have to touch your wand to it mm. instead of, like, smack it. Mm. <gasps> can we play it? Yes. Yeah. We'll bring our wands. Yes. I don't. I don't. I'm afraid I might break mine. <laughs> I get you know really what? intense with it. Go to Walmart and get the um the P like it's what is it PVC? No, it's like plastic. No, I, not real. I have a I have one that came with a Harry Potter costume. It's you Ooh. can use it. And I have a I have one of the ones from Walmart. We'll use those. I like how Megan and I are like, no, we're doing this, and we will make sure not to use the real ones. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Someone's um, gonna have to be the referee though. It'd be fun. <laughs> She's biased. She's no. I can biased. be fair. I don't know if I believe that. Uh, so some history on like when we hear about Exploding Snap. I thought this was kind of cool. Back in 1992, Harry and Ron were held back from investigating why spiders were fleeing Hogwarts because the twins, Fred and George, delayed them with playing it. Yeah, they kept like losing on purpose, but then they just kept playing. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then we... Well, I guess this, these rest are kind of spoilers, but it doesn't matter because... We said there's spoilers. Um, so <laughs> at the end of this year, Harry offers to cheer Ginny up. Oh, no, no. This is at the end of... Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm all over the place. This is at the end of Chamber of Secrets. Harry offers to play it with Ginny to cheer her up on the ride home yes. from Hogwarts. Um, he also has to play with her at the night of their wedding. Do you want to play some exploding snaps with me? Wife? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I haven't been drinking anything but coffee and water in a minute. 
1994, Ron singes his eyebrows while building a card house with exploding snap cards. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. So like, okay, you so have wait, to touch it we, with your wand. Can we buy these cards though? Are they like know. special wizard cards? Should I go to the Amazonian? Yeah, yeah. do it. Cool. Uh, yeah. Sorry. No, you're, you're fine. Interrupted. In 95, uh, following helping to thwart an attack on Harry, Ron, and Hermione, Fred casually suggests a game of exploding snap, pulling out a pack of cards. And the group enjoyed several games when Harry decided in the middle of the fifth game to ask him and George who it was they had been blackmailing. <laughs> the first game that comes up on Amazon when you type in exploding snap is a game called You've Got Crabs. Oh my god, I've seen that. <laughs> and it says, so there's some uh, known exploding snap cards. So bow truckles appear on one, cyclops, giant squids, manticores, mountain trolls, common Welsh greens, Hebridean blacks, and Elfrida clags. So I guess it's a combination of um, creatures and like people, which is cool. Maybe the people are kind of like the king, queen, and jack of a normal yeah. set of cards. Mm. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, good thought. Um, hmm. so yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting. Um, isn't it funny how you haven't looked this up till now and like, you've just read these books and you just kind of accept like, Oh, exploding oh, snap. Exploding All right. Snap. It's a game yeah. they play. Yeah. But, but there's, yeah, I think there's it's nothing. cool that like, there's a real life example that like I can relate it to. Like it really does remind me of Egyptian rat screw. And if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's like when you split a deck of cards in half and you flip cards over. I think you can play with more one, than one person. I you could be can. lying. You, you just like divvy up the. It's. I think it's more deck. fun though to play with just two people because I mean I get you get intense <laughs> when I play. I mean I get crazy. Yeah. So like whenever there's you doubles, you like smack the cards, and whoever smacks first gets the pile. And, and then if you smack, but there's nothing there, you have to take all of the cards. But the 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 um, goal of the game is to get rid of all of your cards. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, it's a fun I game. I haven't played to play. that forever. I know it's fun. We might have to play. So I kind of want to make a deck of exploding snap cards. Ooh, that's a good idea. That'd be uh, fun. Can I, can we use our faces? <laughs> sure, we can do whatever we want. Exploding swish. <laughs> <laughs> um. So of course they're you know they're talking about exploding swish, snap swish, and Harry's trying, to get, <laughs> Harry's trying to get out of it, and I think it's really funny because he's like oh, you know, no, I'm kind of busy. I have to work on that essay for Professor Lupin about vampires. And then Neville's like, oh, I have to work on it too. Let's go to the library. And then Harry out of nowhere is just, oh, you know what? I finished it last night. Just I like feel trying so desperately bad. to get yeah. him away. Um, oh, but think, then Snape shows up. Do you think Neville like knows or is he just like blissfully unaware? I think blissfully, he's blissfully unaware. unaware at this point. I kind of hope so because uh, it makes me feel bad. Well, like Harry has a one track mind. Yeah, he does. And it's not well, I don't I think lied. that Harry's trying to be mean here. He just has other agendas going on. I think on, you know? he has yeah. two tracks. Fireball, Hogsmeade. That's yes. it. Yeah. yeah. So Snape shows up and he is like sneaky AF. He is immediately <sighs> suspicious of the fact that they're meeting here. And Harry's like, well, we didn't meet here. We just met here. Right. <laughs> what he says. Like, so sassy. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's BS. That Snape is like, go back to the Gryffindor Tower. It's like, no, they can't Why? be in the castle. Yeah, they right. can walk wherever they want. Could I to. be walking around anymore? Could they be any more suspicious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why yeah. he's like that. Because he's We could Snape. say so many things, but people will get mad about it. 
Mm. So they both have to leave that area because Snape is, you know, Snape and is like, go away from here. Snape go to the Snape. common room. Get out of my face. But eventually Harry is able to shake Neville off and he checks the Marauders map again and sees that Snape is safely in his office. So he heads back to the One-Eyed Witch. But he does, as they're walking away, he can see Snape, like, examining the, the witch. Like, he's suspicious of them meeting there. But he doesn't find anything. What do you think Even Snape though it was open, right? No, I think he closed it. No, he no, didn't. No, he kept it because open. Because he was about to jump in it when Neville appeared. How does this look? The hump, the hole? The hump opens. Yeah, I don't know. I know. It's I like, want to see it, though. But, like, how did Snape not notice that right. being open? Maybe it know. closes on its own after so long maybe because like <laughs> that was kind of found by you know marauders it like recognizes mischief makers and maybe it protects them as well i don't kinda know like the map does yeah i would I'm love it the, we like well we determined that the castle is magical <laughs> yes, true so. so it knows that snape shouldn't know that this is there right. that one eye witch likes harry if there's a place you gotta go i can get you there and now i'm the map <laughs> <laughs> Dora? Yes. yes. <laughs> door, 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 um, the explorer. So <laughs> Harry gets back to the witch and jumps down into the hump and runs to Hogsmeade. And I said, like, how long do you think that it takes him? Because the last time he did it, how long did it he felt him? like it took ages to get there, right? He but walked, like, though, right? Yeah. Okay. But, like, Ron I seems to be waiting super impatiently, so I wonder. Well, it's Ron. I, I know. would True. walk to Hogsmeade again. I bet you though, like this time it's quicker because he knows how long. Do you it think is. it's a mile? Maybe That's I would say more. More because if you think about like, well, and maybe the way. Oh my god! When I couldn't run a mile when they're talking <laughs> um, about riding um, in the carriages up to the castle. Like that takes a while for them to get True. up there. Yeah, but that might be like a squiggly line, you know. Um, but you have to think like all the other kids are going to be walking there as well. They're just going. But the do they walk way. there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't take it like a carriage. I don't, I don't think know. so. I always I don't, assumed they walked, I but I guess that could be a really movies. Them. Yeah, they don't really tell us in but the they book don't, so much. Yeah, they I don't really say they haven't yet. Yeah. Sorry. I'm going to say they walk. I'm going to say it's like a little trail. I'm, I'm going to yeah. say they skip. Yeah. I think they hop. <laughs> I think they walk on their hands. <laughs> Crab walk. <laughs> they, do this, they do the worm. I'm going to say they do <laughs> back walkovers the whole way there. There you go. Cartwheels. Cartwheels. They jump on Hagrid's back and he carries them <laughs> one by one. So, <laughs> so he's like a mama possum. <laughs> They're all clinging. <laughs> They're like spider monkeys, isn't that what they say in Twilight? Oh my god! Hold on, oh, tight spider monkey. monkey. <laughs> uh, so he meets Ron in Hogsmeade in Honeydukes, but he's under the invisibility cloak because of Hermione. I like how Ron's like, where are you? This is weird. I don't I like know. it. <laughs> I know. He's like being very weird about it. Um, so they decide to go and check out the Shrieking Shack for the first time. And I thought that this might be a good time to kind of delve into the Shrieking Shack a little bit in the history about it. Do it. So uh, as they can see from the outside, like Ron tells us that people have tried to get into it. Uh, Fred and George have tried. Nobody can get in. Uh even I was just going to say from the outside looking in you can never understand it from the inside looking out you can never explain it <laughs> everything is a song lyric 
Does no, that, uh, is that a song lyric? I don't know. I don't know. You, I think it's just a famous quote. It's a quote that we had on our mag shirts from high school. Yeah. Oh, and I think there was, was another quote that people use for sororities. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> I only know it because it was on our t-shirt from high school. I still have it. <laughs> so uh, I went to the Wikia, and I think it's really funny that it's... <laughs> Well, first, the location of it is in Hogsmeade, which is in Scotland, which is in what? Great Britain. What? Uh, and it says permanent residence, Remus Lupin, formerly, and Lord, Voldem- Lord Voldemort, formerly. Because um, as you know, Lord Voldemort goes there during the battle. That's where he's c- camping out. Oh, dear, oh dear, we are in trouble. trouble. Uh, so it's an abandoned house in Hogsmeade. For many years, villagers thought that it was haunted because they often heard screams coming from the inside. Oh, that makes me so sad. we know that that was, in fact, commissioned by Dumbledore uh, to help Remus be able to come to school because that's where Remus would go during his transformations, and those were the screams that they were hearing was him transforming, which is very sad. Now think I miss the screaming. Think about that for a second. These screams were so terrible, people were petrified of going over right. there. Well, he was like, yeah, kicking the poop out of himself, too. Yeah. Right. Biting himself. It's mm-hmm. just sad. Tearing up petrified. Sad. He's being it's petrified. <laughs> no. no. Um, <laughs> it, and it also says here that according to Nearly Headless Nick, not even ghosts can enter it. Why? They won't enter it because they're scared. Okay, there you go. Oh. Oh, okay. They even avoid it. Got it. What about the Bloody Baron, though? I thought he was supposed to be back in the room. He's scared. (laughs) Uh, So as we know, the entrance to the Shrieking Shack is the Whomping Willow on the Hogwarts grounds, and that is where Madame Pomfrey would take Remus for his transformation. How do you sneak out a student every month? I don't know. Across the grounds. Um, Invisibility class. And the secret yeah, maybe. passageway can be seen on the Marauders map, which makes sense because the Marauders made it, and that pathway was for one of the Marauders. So it's on. We can do what? You know what? I'm not there yet. <laughs> uh, Hold on. I yes. do have an answer to how they got there. Magic. That's oh how they snuck Oh, thank you. Out. Thank you. That's always the answer. Magic. Magic. Uh. So the shack has no working doors or windows, and it's like race cars. Their lights are stickers, <laughs> as we learned in cars from Pixar. Oh my god! Um, and some history on this. We've talked about this before, but this is also where Sirius tries to send Severus in their school to uh, get him killed by Lupin, but. James saves the day. What a great so. guy that James Potter is. Mm. Such a jerk. Mm. Uh, so many things yeah. to say about Mr. James Potter. There's, oh, some descriptions of the inside. Uh, the description of the shack from the inside. It was a room, a very disordered, dusty room. Paper was peeling from the walls. There were stains all over the floor. Every piece of furniture was broken as though somebody had smashed it. And the windows were all boarded up. Stains are blood. Oh, that's so yeah. sad. Are they? Probably. That's oh. He was biting himself. Sad. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I love that illustration of the shack. I think it's from Pottermore. No, this Shiggity one. Shack. Oh, the outside. Don't talk back. Constant <laughs> art from Pottermore. I love Yiggity that. Yiggity yick. The Shrieking Shack was an abandoned house. Was um, it there before they did the s- stuff? Or did the they dude? make the house? special for him. I think that it was commissioned specially for Remus. So they made it look like crap for him? 
No, I think he on the well, at least on the inside. I guess they probably made it look like crap on the outside to make people not want to go in it. Mm-hmm. But then the inside, like all of that, was just probably due to Remus wrecking havoc on it. Isn't yeah. it wreaking havoc? Yes, but <laughs> we're gonna let it go because we're nice. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, uh, like, do you think that they like had it all nicely, like furnished, right? Or like well, did I'm they just sure, like well, throw they gave, stuff in no, there? They didn't really care. Well, they probably no. gave him the couch so that like because he had to sit well, in there yeah, before like, he would transform. I assume I they, they made it like his room, like yeah. a little bit cozy, like a common room. Give him a bed. He didn't need like a dresser or anything. But what I'm saying is, like, yeah. did they give him like, ooh, this is a really nice bed, or like this is just like a good enough bed i think they just gave him the same bed in the as in the dormitory probably i think he had a squashy purple sleeping bag (laughs) i think he had switch and flick gear everywhere (laughs) uh and there was a second floor so one of the rooms there was a magnificent but dusty four poster bed with rickety doors and in the film adaptions the walls are shown to slowly move almost as if it's like wobbly but that's probably just for theatrical reasons oh yeah um, but what it if it's more haunted? Be cool though, it would like actually make the inside seem haunted. But what if that did that because he like destroyed it's the possible. structure okay. of mm. the house? Yeah, <gasps> he took it a beam that was a supporting one. <laughs> the people and on now. HGTV would not be too pleased. Chip and Joanna, <laughs> <laughs> well, and others as well. Well, it says here also, um, given a werewolf's superhuman strength when transformed, Dumbledore likely enchanted the shack's structure to be abnormally durable and possibly added enchantments to make it impossible for Lupin to exit during his transformations. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had to take every possible measurement of precaution because if he got out, one, Remus would like never live with himself. And two, like this whole secret would come out and it's all Dumbledore's idea. He does get out. Also, in when? but he has the guys. Oh, with well, he goes, when he's led, but he yeah. goes through like don't they make their own? The yeah, that's the only, isn't that the only? But only he can't exit it in Hogsmeade. <laughs> you know, I yeah. don't think anybody can. Though. Right. I don't think they would have taken him that way. They can take him any way he wants to be taken. <sighs> <laughs> My hair's crazy today, and I can't. I think you look gorge. Thanks. You're welcome. Also, in the books, I don't know if. Everybody remembers this, but this is actually where Snape dies. Yeah. We <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I'm like crying. <laughs> I don't know. I'm emotional today. I don't even care if he died. In the film adaptions. <laughs> oh, <so> mean. <laughs> in the film adaptions, he dies in the boathouse. But in the books, he dies in the Shrieking Shack. Yeah. Hogwarts is fancy. They got a boathouse. Do they even have a boat? Or is that just for... Um, well, a boat's a boat, but a mystery year. box could be anything. It could even be a boat. That's <laughs> for you family for guy lovers. Years. What? All the boats yeah, the, for first the first years. years. Oh, that's right. I I'm forget about boat. that. I'm on a boat. Um, okay, so <laughs> after all of that lovely yeah. info on the Shrieking Shack, what happens next is Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle appear. However, in the movies, do you guys remember? It's like Malfoy, Crabbe, and some rando kid. That's because <laughs> someone decided to get into trouble. No, no that's not then. No. Because Crabbe Wait, is why? gets in trouble. <gasps> this is actually Goyle injured himself on set. Oh, I'm gonna. I found it because I was like, why is this? Oh, that kid? was different. That was a different kid. Yeah, okay. It's later yeah. on. That's mm. Blaze Zambini. Yeah. <gasps> Blaze Zambini steps in for go- for Crabbe. And let in me later say, films. he is an attractive He's man. Yes. Cute. Yes, indeed. Um, so on Reddit, it says this character was specifically created for the films. His name was Pike, uh, and he played when Goyle injured his arm and couldn't perform some quote action-oriented scenes. What did so he because they're like running around here, Goyle couldn't be a part of those. How scenes. did he hurt his arm? I don't know. 
Um, did this Pike kid also do coffee? Because there's Pike Place. Mm. Is that mm. where the coffee mm. originates mm-hmm. from him mm-hmm. and his family and the place that they live? Yep. Grande Pike, please. Yeah. Sponsor us, Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> or any coffee place. We love it. Yes. So, yeah, his name's Pike. Interesting. But Pike, no last name? Yeah, <laughs> <just> Pike. <laughs> okay. Uh, and basically, Dra- Draco's a jerk here, and I was going to read from the chapter. Oh, Draco. That's not what you said. And I know. There's a swear. Well, I'm not going to swear. Mm. Um, so Malfoy comes up and he says, we were just discussing your friend Hagrid, Malfoy said to Ron, just, Im- just trying to imagine what he's saying to the Committee for the Disposal of Dangerous Creatures. Do you think he'll cry when they cut off his hippogriff's splat? Malfoy's head jerked forward as the mud hit him. His silver blonde hair was suddenly dripping in muck. What the... Ron had to hold on to the fence to keep himself standing. He was laughing so hard. Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle spun stupidly on the spot, staring wildly around. Malfoy trying to wipe his hair clean. What was that? Who did that? Very haunted up here, isn't it? Said Ron, with the air of one commenting on the weather. Crabbe and Goyle were looking scared. Their bulging muscles were no use against ghosts. Dude, these are some bulky 13-year-olds. Malfoy was staring madly around at the deserted landscape. Harry sneaked along the path where a particularly sloppy puddle yielded some foul-smelling green sludge. Splatter. Crab and Goyle caught some this time. Goyle hopped furiously on the spot, trying to rub it out of his small, dull eyes. It came from over there, said Malfoy, wiping his face and staring at a spot some six feet to the left of Harry. Uh... Where was I stopping again? Right oh, there. Oh, right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Harry's having some fun throwing mud at the baddies. A lot of sixes yeah. in this chapter. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Six feet. Yeah. Yeah, lots of sixes. Okay. I see yellow. Yeah. So, Crab's trying to figure out who threw this mud, and he's walking around, like, almost zombie-ish <laughs> with his arms just, like, spread out. And obviously, he can't see Harry, so he starts going for Ron. Mm. So, Harry sticks out his leg to trip him, but, uh... Yeah, his cloak comes off and his head appears floating in midair. It's a rookie move. And can you just imagine this moment of Malfoy seeing him and just staring? And then he's just like, (laughs) 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 points at Harry and then hightails it back to the castle. And I can't even imagine like Harry's panic. Like, oh, crap. The thing that I really enjoy about these is like, you're when you think about it from the outside, you're like, this is a magical world, right? Anything can happen. They see crazy stuff all the time. But still, a floating head gets this kind of reaction out of a kid <laughs> that grew up in the wizarding world. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's more so like unexpected. I always pictured it like, I've got you now. You're dead. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, not scared. I pictured it like, oh. oh God, I'm running oh. back to the castle oh, to I tell pi- Snape. Yeah. When I read it, I hear him being like, terrified and then later i think this is headcanon as he's like running back and gets back and is like calm he's like i'm gonna get him yeah. oh that's I how just, i read it that's so funny i always immediately took it as like he knew he had harry in some deep not gonna say the word sludge yes i foul agree with smelly green stuff that's so funny yeah yeah i always pictured it too like malfoy was like the just like immediate oh, gotcha. gotcha. Wow, yeah. two and two. That's hilarious. Gotcha. Yeah. So Harry bolts back to Hogsmeade. These questions are running through Give his me head. Castle. Yep. Well, he bolts back to the village. 
I think I meant to type Honeydukes, actually. Oh, okay, okay. My bad. <laughs> but yeah, to the castle. So these questions are running through his head, like, would Malfoy actually believe that my head was floating there? Yeah. Um, is anyone going to believe Malfoy if he snitches on me? No one knows about the cloak except for Dumbledore. And he's like, oh, man. Like, Dumbledore is going to know exactly what happened if Malfoy says anything. So he's back in the Dukes, back down the cellar steps, across the stone floor, through the <laughs> trap door. Do you remember how long it takes to get there? So, like, this kid was sprinting. That and is a long way to go. Yeah. Do you think he would be like Usain Bolt? Do you think? <laughs> yes. He's real fast. Yes. Do you think that he beats Malfoy? No. No. He he no. doesn't. No, he can't. No he, way. He doesn't, because Snape gets him. Yeah. So I'm like he gonna get you. <laughs> Here I come. Here's Severus. <laughs> <laughs> Always coming in clutch. <laughs> so he knows Malfoy's gonna get back there first, but like how long before he finds a teacher? So he even has like a horrible stitch in his side, but he can't slow down because he just has to get there. I want to tell him to put his hands on his head, like just breathe. <laughs> right. Do you think that Malfoy like is running inside the doors, being like, "Snape, Snape, Snape"? <laughs> yes, I feel like he bursts in, like Quirrell bursts Snape, in the Great Hall. Snape, yes. Snape. <laughs> Harry in Hogsmeade. I just <laughs> thought y'all to know. I just want to let everybody know, like you've just heard Sarah do that little sprinting thing. I felt the air that she was breathing out, and I'm across the table. And I'm sure it didn't smell. It smells like good. What do I like drink? Coffee. What do we drink? Uh, coffee. Black coffee. No, what's the? It's Maxwell. like some Maxwell House. It's like my dad drinks this stuff. It's the cheapest of cheap, but it's so good. What? What's I like Maxwell House. I almost said like Folgers is yeah is the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Sponsor us, please. I haven't sang in a while. Maxwell House. <laughs> It's coffee for your day. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for your dad. <laughs> I just had a weird deja vu. Did you really? Whoosh. I had one the other day Whoosh. while Sarah was here. Whoosh. I don't think we've sang about coffee, but uh, you do you, boo. Coffee, coffee, I love you so much. Coffee, coffee, get in my mouth. <laughs> think of like good rhymes like coffee coffee yeah that didn't rhyme well coffee coffee i want it in a drum (laughs) (laughs) that is a unit of volume measurement (laughs) oh is it recorded (laughs) 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 oh god what was the uh last part he leaves the cloak behind she's about to talk about yep all right. So I think it's super smart. Harry decides to leave the invisibil- invisibility cloak behind once he gets back to school, just in case, like, Malfoy did find a teacher. It wouldn't be as much of a giveaway, because why would smart. you be carrying that around? So sure enough, Harry jumps out from behind the statue, and he hears footsteps. It's Snape, of course. Like, that's who Malfoy would go to. Duh. And all Snape says is, so. And he's got this look of suppressed triumph on his face. And here's Harry, like, trying to look in- innocent. He's got a sweaty face. He's all <laughs> muddy. He's clearly probably out of breath. He's so guilty. Right. So bad. <laughs> so Snape's like, come with me. They l- he leads him to his office down in the dungeons. And Harry's, like, trying to wipe his hands off on the inside of his pockets. So, like, I don't know. He can try and look a little less guilty. But good luck, Harry. Because he's, like, Malfoy's probably, like, he threw mud, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And here he comes rolling in. 
mud. Clearly caught mud-handed. Mud-handed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this is probably my favorite part of the chapter is Snape's interrogation. Hold on. With Harry. Before we get into that, couldn't he have just been outside? He's allowed to be outside. Yeah. He's just not allowed to be in Hogsmeade. Do Mm. they want him outside? I don't give two hoots in anything. You don't give two hoots? No. What about three hoots? Not even four. <laughs> no, but like because of Sirius and because it's Harry. Right. But it's during the day and like True. there's but I just other people around the school. They just don't want him at Hogsmeade. Yeah. Because it's far away. Yeah. Poor right. Harry. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, go on. So Snape goes over everything Ooh. that Malfoy told him. And like he kind of like goes through each part of the story and Harry just doesn't say anything. Just lets him talk. Mm. He's like, you know, he just came to me with the strangest story. Says he was uh, in Hogsmeade and he saw your head. Why would your head be there? No part of you is allowed to be there. I love that part. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. Your head is not allowed in Hogsmeade. No part of your body is allowed (laughs) in Hogsmeade. Um, So Harry's like, well, maybe Malfoy is seeing things. He should probably go to Madame Pomfrey (laughs) if he's having hallucinations. He's such a snot. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So, the quote from the book, Snape's eyes were boring into Harry's. It was exactly like trying to stare down a hippogriff. Harry tried hard not to blink. Do you think Snape is trying to, like, work his legitimacy magic here? Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. And I wonder, like, if it worked. We know that Harry has, like, a natural, very, um, he has a natural wall against these kind of things. He's very good Mm -hmm. at that, at least in, like, Moody's classes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, So, I don't know. If he'd be able to see or not. Well, and I think right now, like, he's so determined to be like, yeah, true. I'm, I was here. I was here. Right. Like, I wasn't in Hogsmeade that maybe that even in itself was like a I wall. What if Snape at this time is using legitimacy against him, but he's not going into Harry's. He's going into Voldemort's. And what if all he sees is like forest? <laughs> no. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> just being mean. Why not? Yeah, maybe. Could be. Maybe. Could be. Or it nothing. Or black. More. What if Voldemort's like in a cave and it's nothing? <laughs> he's going to be like, this kid is nothing on his mind. And then he's like, that explains a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Harry's like, I've been up in Gryffindor Tower just like you told me to. But Snape's like, can anyone prove that? And of course, you Hard know, enough. Harry does not have an alibi up there. He left Neville saying he was going to go get his essay. Do you think if he would have went to Neville, like if he would have been like, yeah, Neville, and they like walked up there, do you do you think Neville would, would have cover? Like, been able to think that no. fast to cover? Not with Snape there. That's his biggest no. fear. He'd be like, I, I want think, him to be brave. I think he would probably try, but I think he would be a terrible liar. Terrible liar. Terrible. terrible. I'm a very bad liar. Yeah, me too. I suppose that's a good thing. I don't enjoy lying. I do not either. I don't. You know, it's just not worth it. I could try in this situation. Like, I would be pretty good if I was, like, Neville doing it. Um, but, like, not. I don't I think I would do like well. Like, if you ask me a direct question, I can't lie. Keep someone safe or something like that. Yeah. Maybe. But, like, not. Like, in this situation, but not, like, just out, like, out like for yourself lie. to, yeah. like, get away with something. No, yeah. Not, no. Yeah. No, I don't like lying. No. I think it's great. Just lie about everything. <laughs> Meg, you love to lie, don't you? Yeah, I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> Slytherin's I can always count people. on you to just go with <laughs> <and> me. <laughs> Guys, we hate all Slytherins because they're all evil. No, they're beautiful people. Slippery snake. <laughs> Slippery. 
People are going to drink my water out of my blender bottle. <laughs> what? It is. Is it because you scratched your other one? No, that's this one. Uh, um, no, I'm going to get rid of all my crappy ones and uh, replace them with Yetis. Yeti? Sponsor us. Yeti. I hardly <laughs> knew them. <laughs> <laughs> oh all right. So keep going. So I just pulled these quotes from the book because I felt like they needed more justice brought to them than me just like summarizing it. Do it. So Snape says, everyone from the Minister of Magic downward has been trying to keep famous Harry Potter safe from Sirius Black. But famous Harry Potter is a law unto himself. Let the ordinary people worry about his safety. Famous Harry Potter goes where he wants to with no thought for the consequences. How extraordinarily like your father you are, Potter, Snape said suddenly, his eyes glinting. He, too, was exceedingly arrogant. He, too. (laughs) (laughs) A small amount of talent on the Quidditch field made him think he was a cut above the rest of us, too, strutting around the place with his friends and admirers. The resemblance between you is uncanny. My dad didn't strut, said Harry, before he could stop himself. Do it. And neither do I. Mm. He says, and nor do I in the book. So. Oh, my gosh. I, did, I will say, oh, I did really? also, yeah. Oh, I just typed it wrong. Um, I underlined both of those quotes, and I wrote jealous much underneath, <laughs> like. Honestly. Mm, he's got friends in low places. Haggard, not Haggard, Sirius has no friends in no places. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. <laughs> Your father didn't set much store by rules either, Snape went on, pressing his advantage, his thin face full of malice. Rules were for lesser mortals, not Quidditch Cup winners. His head was so swollen. Yes. I just want to say, like, this (laughs) has nothing to do with what Harry was doing. Exactly. Like, why are you talking so negatively about his father right now? There is absolutely no reason for you to be doing this. Those wounds have never closed. Because he hates his dad and he hates Harry Potter and he's going to bring his hate unto him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can... Maybe. You can love Snape, whatever, but you have to think this is not appropriate adult child conversation teacher student conversation correct my thinking is he's thinking finally i can punish this kid not only am i gonna punish him for him being in hogsmeade and breaking all these rules but maybe get back at the stuff his father did to him being like i'm finally gonna get some justification right Why is yeah gonna get harry out of hogwarts anyway he has to protect him whatever like, i mean i don't know he hates him because he looks like his dad come on I'm just saying. But Bruh. he has his mother's eyes, except in the movie. That's not true. <laughs> I think the actress that plays his mother, though, who's like way too old to be 21-year-old, um, has blue eyes. They're all way <laughs> too old to play who they are. Crazy. When she was a kid, she had brown eyes. Eyes <laughs> <laughs> changed, Katie. Don't true. you know that? <laughs> so Harry takes it a step too far, although I don't blame him, and he yells, shut up, in all Dude. caps. Thanks, Joe. He tells Snape that he knows the truth, that his dad saved his life and that he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. So Snape's sallow skin had gone the color of sour milk. Ugh, that's gross. I would hate for you to run away with a false idea of your father, Potter, he said with a terrible grin twisting his face. Have you been imagining some act of glorious heroism? Then let me correct you. Your saintly father and his and his friends played a highly amusing joke on me that would have resulted in my death if your father hadn't gotten cold feet at the last moment. There was nothing brave about what he did. He was saving his own skin as much as mine. Had their joke succeeded, he would have been expelled from Hogwarts. Yes. Why do you feel like you got to do this to a kid whose father is dead? 
That's what he, I don't get. You really don't want him to have any positive memories of the dad he that doesn't. he can't remember. Like you're really gonna go this far to dig this deep. He shame. He is so filled with grudges against him that this it, does I not mean, surprise me. That's the t- title of the chapter. Yeah. Like, it just it really upsets me. Like I know that people whether whether I like Snape or not is not what we're discussing here. We're discussing yeah. the actions that are happening right now. And that just is so inappropriate. I I want him to be nice. I want him so bad to be nice. Because if he was, what he did wouldn't be soured at all for me, you know? Yes. Even if you treated Harry like Joe Schmo's student. Right. I agree. Yeah. Or Neville. Or ignore him. Nothing wrong. Ignore him. Or Hermione. You know, I feel like like he goes out of his way. Out of all of them, like I feel like Neville's the one that like literally has done nothing to you. Yeah, you have no past, and like for the only reason that I've ever seen, like people are saying like, oh, it's Hermione. because yeah, but like I can understand Hermione can be like annoying, know it all, love her to pieces. Kid. I agree, I completely agree. I'm not saying it's right of them, but Neville literally Neville does has nothing. done nothing. Well, His parents did yeah. nothing to him. The only reason I think that he picks on him most is because it could have been, been, been correct. Could have been, and he's so a like while we want to say. There is nothing there. There, there kind of is, and but that's why he is the n- way that all of he this, is towards him. All of this, and we've had not this discussion saying, that he's not a good teacher, and all of these other things. And sorry, that's not what he wanted to do. Well, people are I like, "Yeah, he did." What? I don't know. The only reason why he's there know. is because of Dumbledore. He wanted to be a Death Eater. Yeah, he didn't want to do this. And <sighs> if he was going to do it, he was going to do Defense Against Dark Arts. And, and now like, his uh, no. favorite no, person is teaching. And when I say poor student for Neville, I mean poor at potions because of Snape. I think he could have been mm-hmm. okay at potions mm-hmm. had Snape not been the teacher yeah. there. But I like I said, I don't want to like bore down hate on him because that's not what this is. I'm just calling out BS for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't deny that. Yeah. You literally can't. You can love him, but you have to recognize like this is not okay. I'm I'm not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Can we just talk about his teeth for a second? Yellowish. This is what it says. Snape's uneven, yellowish teeth were bared, and I wrote, gross. Brush your teeth. Go see her. It's a good thing parents. they had Alan Rickman play him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I will. We have talked about whether we think um, James saved him to be a hero, or if he saved him. No, I think he saved him for himself. At, well, no, I think he saved him because he's like, oh crap, this is really going to happen. Someone's really going to get hurt. I have to stop this. I think that's. I think it's a part of all of that. Like, I think he was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, a titch of it being like, ooh, like I'm gonna save the day, but also like, oh shoot, someone's gonna die. Save him, but also like, if he gets killed, like we're all in trouble. Yeah, exactly. I pulled from Cora, which I really liked them. I like them a lot. We use them a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they said so when James pulled back. When James pulled back Snape to rescue him from a transformed loop, and it was not entirely disinterested, Snape was absolutely right when he sputtered to Lily, "Saved, saved." Do you think he was playing the hero? He was saving his neck and his friends too, mm-hmm. and that's from Deathly Hollows. And sadly, it was true. It would have been the ultimate catastrophe for catastrophe for all of them if Remus as a werewolf had harmed Snape. Remus's secret would have been outed. The outrage from the parents would have forced Dumbledore to have him leave the school, and maybe Dumbledore himself because this was his idea, mm-hmm. and the other three would have been expelled. I agree. Especially, like, I think, I like to think that he himself, James, was saving, like, he was saving himself for getting in trouble, but, like, if, if um, Remus had actually 
not even just Snape, like killed anybody or hurt anyone. Like he would never have forgiven himself. No. And he already hates himself for being what he is. I think and being this creature that James is like, I can't do this to my friend. Can I trigger warning this? Sure. Yeah. Tr- trigger warning. If you don't want to listen to a sensitive subject, stop now. Trigger warning for sensitive material. For more information on what this material is, please read our episode description. If you're not comfortable listening, please skip ahead to one hour and 15 minutes and 22 seconds. I think had um, Lupin actually bitten anyone, hurt anyone, I think he would have killed himself. I think it very possibly would have It would have been too much for him because he's so wholesome. Yeah. I don't think he would have been able to live with himself. Or he would have gone and he would have disappeared. Yeah. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. With you. Especially, like, if if it was a result, like, something like this, and because Sirius thought it'd be funny mm-hmm. and did this, and he's like, so these are my friends, and now because of something they did, I ended up killing someone. Mm-hmm. So not only do I hate myself, but I almost am like, I can't believe my friends would do that to me. Yeah. Like it would have just... ruined many lives. Yes. Not yeah. just yes. Snape's, yeah. but yes. many lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It would have ended Snape's. It would have ruined Remus's life and potentially ended his life. And it would have ruined Sirius and James and possibly Dumbledore. And of course, all of this is headcanon for what we like. I mean, that's how I feel like. I feel like Lupin's just so do everything for everyone else Mm. before himself kind of a guy. And I think it really it would have destroyed him one way or the other. Yeah, that's sad. So. I didn't know we were going to have the sensitive subject in uh, book three, but yeah, I guess we're there. It we're happens. talking about dementors all the time. I almost cried. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But so Topics. we're going to have to do trigger warnings a lot more mm-hmm. coming up, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Just to be fair to everyone. Yeah. So Snape suddenly tells Harry to turn out his pockets, which they're full of Zonko's products, you know, and he's not supposed to have gone to Hogsmeade. So he lies and he's like, oh, Ron gave those to me last time. <laughs> and Snape's like, you've been carrying it around this whole time. How touching. <laughs> he's just really likes his best friend. He yeah. Likes his snacks. Maybe he was going to use some of the stuff. Maybe. And of course, he has to pull out the Marauder's Map. It's not a map right now, but, you know, he's like, it's just a spare bit of parchment. So Snape's like, oh, so you don't mind if I just throw it away? And he goes to throw it into the fire. And Harry's like, no, don't do that. So Snape's like, all right, what is this? Is there an invisible message on it? Maybe an invisible ink? Is it perhaps instructions to get into Hogsmeade without passing the Dementors? Technically, yeah, he's kind of (laughs) right. So he spreads the map out on his desk and he touches his wand to it. And he's like, reveal your secret. God, I love this. Nothing. Show yourself. (laughs) Nope. Then he goes as far as to say, <laughs> Professor Severus Snape, master of the school, commands you to yield the information master you conceal. I literally wrote, <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not the master of the school. Like, how much, how high do you think of yourself? You a liar. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, think, uh, I don't think you can trick the map because as though an invisible hand were writing upon it, some words started to appear. Here we go. <laughs> Mr. Mooney presents his compliments to Professor Snape and begs him to keep his abnormally large nose out of other people's business. <laughs> Snape froze. Harry stared, dumbstruck at the message, but the map <laughs> didn't stop there. Harry was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. He's We're like, going he's probably there. thinking, oh my God, I'm going to get in more trouble. <laughs> more writing was appearing beneath the first. Mr. Prongs agrees with Mr. Mooney and would like to add that Professor Snape is an ugly git. Ooh. That is not kind. <laughs> 
but that's James. So, and it would have been very funny if the situation hadn't been so serious. Oh. Hey. <laughs> and there was more. Mr. Padfoot would like to register his astonishment that an idiot like that would have ever <laughs> become a professor. <laughs> Harry closed his eyes in horror. When he opened them, the map had finished had had its last word. Mr. Wormtail bids Professor Snape good day and advises him to wash his hair, the slime ball. So Harry waits for the blow to fall. <laughs> Those are some funny jokes. Oh, oh. Joke, joke. oh, I like a joke. All right. So Snape is super pissed at Harry, right? <laughs> and at this stupid piece of parchment that's saying all this stuff about him. So he calls on Lupin um, to tell him what kind of dark arts this parchment contains. So he throws oh, some powder. Funny. Yeah. Mm. He throws some powder on the fire, calls for Lupin, and then Lupin emerges from the flames. And he's like, sup, dude? I enjoy this way of travel <laughs> within the castle. Yes. Yeah, it's quicker. Yeah. You get a little soot on you, but, you know, it's all good. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm crazy. He had to brush the soot off his robes. <laughs> I said in a very weird, his robes. His robes. <laughs> Could he be any more covered in soot? He literally says brushing ash off his shabby <laughs> robes. I didn't hear what you said. No, it was what you said. Oh, it was almost so sweet. <laughs> me? Yes. yes. Oh, Ash. The way you said it, you, you, the oh. H was very late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh my gosh. So, um, Snape asks him to look at the folded parchment with the words "Messers Mooney Wormtail Padfoot and Progs." They were still Progs. 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 Oh God. Porgs. <laughs> Crossover. Um, so Lupin gets a strange look on his face. Dun, 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 and he continued to stare at the parchment. So Harry suspects he's doing some quick thinking on his seat. Snape is adamant that this is this makes me laugh because he's probably just so annoyed because it was saying all those mean things about him. So he's sure that the work is a pure dark arts stuff. And it's Lupin's expertise. But how did Harry get it? Yes. I think he's also annoyed because I think he knows that these are their nicknames. They weren't well, very quiet about it yeah. while they were walking around. Yeah. So he's like, I know who this is. This is you. Yeah. And we do see that later, which I won't ruin well, it. But. So um, you're having like your mind is being blown over there. No, I just like it because he like I wonder if it's if it's can like I, teenage we? Lupin in there, though. You know what I right. mean? For sure. I would think so. Okay. So Lupin contradicts him by saying he doesn't think it contains any dark magic. It's just a silly bit of parchment enchanted to insult anyone who tries to read it. Childish, but not dangerous, and Harry probably got it from a joke shop. Indeed, said Snape. His jaw had gone rigid with anger. You think a joke shop could supply him with such a thing? You don't think it was more likely that he got it directly from the manufacturers? Hmm... Harry didn't seem to understand what Snape was saying, and it seemed like Lupin didn't either. Hmm. He asks Harry if he knows any of these men. Mr. Wormtail? Well, how did he know they were men is my question. Just does Snape know who these men are? And so my question is, um, oh, I already clicked on this. So there's an article, and we've talked about it before when we're talking about the Marauder's Map. Um, does Snape know? That they were the ones that did the Marauders map. You guys are looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. No, I think no, he okay. did. Because here in the article it says how, um, and we've talked about this, how it was it was captured. That's not what I'm trying to think of. Confiscated by Filch right. in like their eight, not eighth year. They didn't have eight years. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
There's seventh year at Hogwarts. Because of a tip-off, right? Correct. So it says... Snape, right? Um, yeah. It's easy to conclude that they were eventually overreached themselves and were cornered by Argus, Argus Filch, probably on a tip-off from Snape, whose obsession it had become to expose his arch-rival James Potter in wrongdoing. So the map was confiscated in their um, final year, and they were none of them were able to steal it back. And then we know that the Weasley twins um, got it their first year, but... So I'm. Do you guys think he knew? Like Snape yeah. knew. If he didn't, I think were? he. I mean, I think he knows who they were. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he knew that they created the map, but mm-hmm. now he knows for yeah. sure. Yeah. If yeah. he didn't before, and he's just like, oh my god, yeah. I thought this was behind us. <laughs> nope. I agree with that. So Harry doesn't know these dudes, and Lupin is comfortable saying that it's just a uh, Zonko's product. And then right then, Harry. No, he's already in the room. Ron comes barging <laughs> into the room. Um, and I typed room twice, so it comes into the room, the room, <laughs> completely out of breath, telling Snape that he gave Harry all that stuff ages ago. So Lupin is satisfied that it's all cleared up and says he'll take the map and, you know, because he's a defense against dark arts teacher. And in the movie, he's like, well, you never know. Isn't that what he says? Something, like, something that? like that. So he has Ron and Harry come with him so he can talk about the essay he gave them to write about vampires. So the three of them walk out of Snape's office and they walk all the way to the entrance hall when Harry finally says something, but Lupin interrupts him um, but by telling him that he didn't want to hear his explanations and tells him, I happen to know how that this map was confiscated by Filch many years ago. Yes, I know it's a map. He didn't want to hear how Harry got it, but it was surprised was surprised that Harry didn't turn it in because the last time someone left a piece of parchment with information, valuable information in it, um, Black was able to get into the castle and wreak havoc in the I probably said that wrong in the Gryffindor Tower. <laughs> also, um, he ain't gonna let Harry have it back, nah, bro. So Harry wasn't dumb enough to think that he could um, have gotten it back anyways, but he was curious to know why Snape would think that he would have gotten away, gotten it from the manufacturers of the map. And then Lupin says, because, because these map makers, you could call them cartographers, because that's what a map maker is, would have wanted you to lure you out of bed. They'd think it's extremely entertaining. School. Out of school. What did I say? Bed. bed. I can't read my own <laughs> writing. <laughs> So, whoa, does Mr. R.J. Lupin know who these dudes are? And his response to that question is, we've met. So or he, you are. Well, <laughs> yeah. He's Mr. Mooney. Not because he moons people. I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, headcanon, he does moon people randomly Probably. in the halls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's really how he got his nickname. Um, yep. So he lets Harry know that he won't be covering up for him anymore and reminds him that his parents died to keep him alive and they would want him to take this serious black situation seriously. He does actually say that, that though, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a little overdramatic, honestly, of him. <gasps> well, to but tell like, Harry. think He's about not. it. Think about it from no. his perspective. I mean, at, at right this second, someone who he thought was yep. his best friend. Yep. He thinks had everybody else killed. Mm-hmm. I know, but like just to like throw that in Harry's face, like your parents died for you. Like but I'm like, sorry, he's but putting like a himself in danger. Old is not going. Well, I mean, he, he needs should, to, but he's not gonna. He ain't uh, normal, Megan. I know. He. he <laughs> trust me, this. guys. I love Remus. I just think that throwing that in Harry's face was a little bit overboard. Just no. like I think that. How Harry reacted to Remus in the seventh book was a little bit over. He cares like Dumbledore. I don't think he's throwing it in his face. I think he's being an uncle and being a figure. I think he's giving him a slap of truth that he needed. I agree. 
But we all have our own opinions. Peppers and opinions. Yep. So Harry walked away Whatever. feeling like... Okay. So Harry walks away <laughs> okay. feeling like crap. And Rary make their way to the back to the common room. Um, they've patched, patched, passed the statue of the one-eyed witch. And Harry remembers that his cloak is there, but he's not going to go and get it. Um, so Ron tries to take blame for the whole thing and says that Lupin is right. Um, outside the portrait, there are the security trolls. They're pacing around, and they see Hermione walking towards them. So they're both weary to talk to her because surely she heard about what happened and probably told McGee. Um, was she going to tell them that she told them so, or was she going to tell them that she was leaving on a midnight train to Georgia? None of these things. Not one. Not one did she do. Instead, she wants to tell them that poor Hagrid and Buckbeak lost their case, and Beaky's going to be killed. Uh, so what a way to end the chapter, my friends. What a way. People and creatures are going to die. Yep. All right. Lightning bolt round. I kind of asked a couple anyway, but just so we get our answers straight, does Dumbledore know about the one-eyed witch passage? Yes or no? No. 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 Mm, I, too, say no. Okay. I, too. Um, how many different types of trolls do you think there are? 80. Seven? <laughs> I was going to say seven. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm sure that it's kind of, you know, if you think about any animal just in, like, the normal world, how many different species are there of bears? How many different species are there of tigers, you know? Okay. Um, come up with a troll's troll species. Species. Ooh, like a, instead of, like, mountain troll or something like that? A prairie yes. troll. <laughs> okay. All right. No, I a can deep it. sea troll. A deep sea troll. Okay. Katie? Oh, man, I was going to say water troll. A what? crescent troll. <laughs> I don't get it. A crescent roll. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right. Half of this podcast thinks that's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, I can't think <laughs> of anything. You're a clever witch, aren't you? A desert troll. What about a plateau troll? <laughs> <laughs> a woodland troll. A Quit troll. saying things so I don't have things to say. A river troll. An arctic tundra troll. A buttered troll. <laughs> Cavern troll. <laughs> Core of the earth troll. Yes, that's another one. <laughs> a jelly troll. <laughs> Oh my god, that's like a real laugh. <laughs> Are you trolling? <laughs> that's so oh, god. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh man. Oh god. <laughs> a jelly troll. Oh my god. Oh god. I got nothing now. Oh. What would you have written on the piece of paper if you were one of the marauders? Just Oh. Oh, this is good. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry Controversial. To, Sorry to the Snape lovers. Honestly, like mine, which I hate, would have been like what Wormtail said about washing his hair. I would have made a shampoo joke. Yeah, honestly. Because that's usually what I say about Snape. Wash your hair, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I probably would have been like, brush your teeth. Yeah, the yellow you scummy dude. <laughs> I probably would have said something about like his bat-like quality, just like f- flap on out of here. I don't know. <laughs> what do bats do? Why don't you make like a bat and flap? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought 
thought of you the other day when the commercial came on. Loose lips. <laughs> Loose <laughs> lips eat chips. <laughs> Why don't you make like a bat and flap? <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> Oh, man, I don't know. Any more uh, questions? Megan, do you have any questions of the lightning nature? <laughs> I don't know. Don't put me on spot like this. Oh, what do you mean? This is a round on every episode. We've done this 56 <laughs> times. Uh, give me an exploding snap card that you want to make. Ooh. A poo dipe. <laughs> <laughs> Those are frequent in our house. Not. What um, creature? I would want a hippogriff. Is that ooh. one of them? I, it wasn't on the list, no. Grindelow. Ooh. ooh wow, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Ooh. ooh. I was going to say Sphinx would be cool. I thought of that, too. Listen to them baby noises. She's on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that time for our fan story? Sure. So this week's fan story comes from Sophia Swindell. Special hey, shout out to Sophia. She is the one who put together that amazing gift on our anniversary that everyone jumped in and helped with. So thank you again from the, the bottom of our hearts. Yes. yes. Thank you. And also congratulations on getting engaged. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Congrats. And thank you to everybody who submitted a video to that. Yes. Because it was amazing. All the videos and I all the comments. I kind of want to watch it again. I've watched it twice and I cried both times. I want to watch it again. Alana, slow down. It's not going anywhere. Well, that's for you, girl. You okay? All right. So Sophia says, hi, Katie, Megan, Sarah, and Tiffany, and Bear Cub. Oh, and she's here. I have been putting off sending my story, but in light of everything going on in the world, I thought I could send it. I'm going to try and keep it short, but I tend to ramble. I'm a diehard Hufflepuff, but my Ravenclaw comes out when it comes to writing. I didn't read a single Harry Potter book until August of 2012 when I was 16 years old. I didn't read a single Harry Potter book until August of 2012 when I was 16 years old. In the seven months before then, I was diagnosed with anorexia. Long story short, I was overweight for a really long time and was bullied pretty badly. From December 2011 to August 2012, I lost over 80 pounds in a very unhealthy way. My heart shrunk and I developed medical issues I didn't even know existed. I didn't realize I had a problem until one night I couldn't take what my eating disorder was doing to me physically and mentally and I attempted suicide. Obviously, it didn't work, and I had a seizure the next morning after traveling on an airplane to Colorado for vacation. I was taken to the hospital, and a couple days later, on my way home, instead of going back to Texas, I was forced on a plane to California where I would spend five months at a rehab center. How does this relate to my Potter story? Well, while, while I was there, they had all the books. For weeks, I refused to talk to anyone or try and get better, so I drowned myself in the Harry Potter books. I think I read all seven in a matter of a week and a half because there was nothing to do there besides talk about our feelings, and I hate talking about myself. While I was there, I also was diagnosed with pretty severe anxiety that I still have today, but I am alive and better than ever. I'm in love with another Potterhead and a senior in college. I read the series from beginning to end three times while I was there, and it just got better every time. I had to grow up really fast at 16 years old, and I am grateful that I had Hogwarts to escape to and still do to this day. I have found new th- new friends through y'all, and I will forever be grateful y- for you four. I almost pee my pants every time I listen to y'all. <laughs> While I was there, I also found God. Not that he was lost or anything, but you know what I mean. I found this verse I would like to share for anyone going through what I went through. It's, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Psalms 
139.14. I actually have Fearfully and Wonderfully Made tattooed on my arm to remind me every day that every atom in me is the way it is for a reason, and no matter what my body looks like, I am who I am for a reason and can be loved. Thank you for reading this. I know it's so long, but the more I share my story, the more I hope people know it does get better and life isn't as bad as you think it is, even at your lowest. Also, congrats, Tiffany, on Bear Cub. I totally called it being a girl. I cannot wait to see pictures and follow you on your mom journey. Jeez, that's... That took a lot to send in, yeah. I'm sure. Thank you, Sophia, for being brave, for sharing your story, because... Are I you mean, sure as you're not a Gryffindor? <laughs> as we've seen, a lot of our stories have helped a lot of other people who um, are listeners, and so it I just contributes. This story helps somebody else who might be going through, yeah, um, maybe something similar to Sophia, or even just anxiety, mm-hmm. which is pr- really yeah. common, brutal. Um, so yeah, so happy you're here. Yeah, yes. I'm so happy your plan did not work. Yes, I'm happy that you have found. God, and that that's you know brought you, a, you know, even more of a purpose. You know what I mean? You found God, and you like found we yourself. All, we all have a purpose, but like I know a lot of people can get like just so driven through through God, and I I I'm so happy that you have found that. Goodness gracious, and thank you for um all your well wishes. I'm trying not to cry <laughs> while telling you this because you're such a sweet soul, and I'm just so happy that that you're here yeah yes yeah absolutely you're special and everyone listening is a sweet soul yes and is special and you have a purpose and you have a reason and we say this you know multiple times on this podcast and within the community that we've created whether it's um it was on the uh the regular group but now it's all within the swisher support group so if you're not part of that find swisher support on facebook but, you know, you all, everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a reason. Um, and like she said, it gets better. Mm-hmm. It does. Turn on your lights. Yes. Like yes. Dumbledore says. All right. Is that it for our story? Yes. Okay. Um, so social media, we can be found on all the different platforms. On Facebook, we're Swish and Flick Podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, we're Swish Flick Cast. Also, make sure that you head on over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Um, and also find us on Patreon for exclusive access to the Felix Files, which is our bi-monthly bonus episodes, which we've been doing character profiles on lately. And currently, we are in the middle of Remus Lupin. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Those are very good conversations, uh, and I love doing them. They're They're fun. so fun. They're great. So if you want to find us on Patreon, it is patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast, and you can choose your different support level. Different support levels mean that you get different things, and it's all listed out there for you to see which one you want to choose. Um, And thank you to all of our current patrons so much. We appreciate all of you. And I also want to say this. If you can't be a patron, don't think that we think any less of you yes. no not at all um, yeah we totally understand that not mm-hmm. everybody can be a patron and mm-hmm. we still love all of you don't feel like you can't be a part of our facebook group if you're not a patron that's for all of our listeners yep. um we want all of you to be able to engage on there yep. get to know each other get to know us better um it has nothing to do with patreon we're blown away that people want to be patrons yeah. and we're blown <laughs> away by the fact that people like feel bad for not being patrons yeah, like yes, no okay. if you listen to us we love you yeah. whether yeah. no matter what 
Um, and lastly, make sure that you head on over to our website, swishflickcast.com, and you can check out all of the information that I've just told you compiled into one place, plus profiles on us, um, links to Katie and I's poster Etsy account, and also some Swish swag. Oh, yeah, Swish swag. Exactly. Which I am totally decked out in today. <laughs> so. I, ha- I have worn two pieces today. <laughs> <laughs> Save oh. that for the outtake reel. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything else to plug? No, I don't think so. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. At TiffSwish underscore Flick, if you want to follow me. I tweet a lot of dog stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really super active on Twitter, but I'm pretty active on Instagram, and I'm at Meg's Mouse Tales. Yeah, I'm not as good as I should be, but I'm also on Instagram at Skaterade7. All right. And Sarah, Sarah is, is oh, oh, yeah, Melly. She's taking care of my child right now, and you'll know why in the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs> Let's talk about Harry Potter! <laughs> I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom from me to you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world! <laughs> Surprise. I see skies of blue <laughs> and clouds of white. <laughs> you know more lyrics than I do. <laughs> and I think to myself, <laughs> what a wonderful world. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 57 of It's Awkward. And the dog on plastic. Okay, it's 56. 56. Why did I pull up 57? I don't don't know. know. That would have been interesting. You would have been talking about a totally different chapter. Well, here we go. She threw up on me. Oh, boy. I'll pause. Oh, okay. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.